Roy got arrested last year in front of the White House. He was protesting with 250 others. He had a sign hanging around his neck. World War II vet, handle with care. They didn't handle him with care. Police handcuffed his hands behind his back, took him over to a paddy wagon. Roy is 87 years old and unsteady on his feet. He couldn't climb up the steps. The police pushed him, roughly, up and in. He laughs about it as he tells me the story and segued right into another protest he participated in up in Canada over logging practices almost 20 years ago. This story reminded me of the time he spent walking the streets in Sarasota, Florida as a sandwich board. He was encouraging voters to support the Green Party. Roy is a Harvard grad with a Ph.D. from the University of Chicago. He's an inspiration. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Henry. Roy is not an inspiration in all regards. He has his faults. But when it comes to political involvement, he stands out. I met Roy during my failed attempt to enter the political arena. Roy was working for my opponent in the primaries, yet called to see if I would talk to him. After our talk, Roy changed horses. He worked hard, and we became lasting friends. He shames me when it comes to being a politically astute citizen. Is that so important, to be politically astute? We all know the correct answer to that question. Our elementary teachers taught us that democracy demands an educated citizenry. It's easy to see the need. Election season always brings this issue to the fore. We can ignore politics some of the time, but it is hard to do in a presidential election year. More than a few dollars are spent to influence our choice. I live in a state that is not targeted for persuasion and therefore have not seen one TV commercial nor have received any presidential fundraising letters. Two reasons for this may be that we don't watch television programs other than those we get via Netflix that have been scrubbed clean of commercials and that I never open what's called junk mail. Staying informed is another matter. I do agree with my elementary teachers concerning the necessity of staying politically informed. Of course, television commercials and bulk mail advertising have nothing to do with staying informed or anything more than commercial attempts to sway. My information comes from books, magazines, New York Times, and Friends. I hesitate to mention NPR because I think it has declined in reliability over the years. The CBC does continue to be more helpful. It's hard to choose reliable sources. So many causes have created publicity agencies and entitled them think tanks. Most are nothing more than ad agencies. It requires some effort to sort through the maze. The thought I just want to give up on the political scene. Sometimes takes up residence in my mind. I rationalize. 
I've been working on political issues for 50 years, and that's just about enough. Let the new generation have their turn. Seems like there ought to be a few years of life when you should be able to kick back and let the world run on without me. Perhaps I'm just moving into a new zone in life. Roy never did. Dick Smith, another friend and an earlier contributor to these podcasts, remains very politically active. He's 86. He writes a politically oriented letter to the local paper each month. Since 9-11, he has never missed. He also carries a sign in protest almost every Friday afternoon in front of the federal building. He reads voraciously political and history books. He reads the New York Times daily. He attends political party meetings. He also exemplifies political involvement, inspiration. He never weakens. Presidential conventions just ended. We have been inundated with political promises that border on absurdity. These conventions used to be places of action where candidates would vie for votes to become their party nominations. Today, the voting is all done prior to the convention. Delegates are pledged to certain candidates through primary elections. Everyone knows who the nominees will be. The delegates do bring forth ideas for the party platform or beliefs of where the party should place its efforts in the next four years. I'm sure these planks, as they're called, have some value in giving general guidance. I harbor skeptical doubt about the effect. They do provide intellectual credence to each party, and that alone has some value. The media pays scant attention to the platform. The emphasis is on the presidential nomination and all the hoopla that accompanies the process. Now the Supreme Court has unleashed corporate influence on our political process. They have allowed unlimited money to be spent on campaigns. The fortunes of these massive international businesses seem unlimited. Only a few people at the very top decide who should be on the receiving end. When I consider sending my $100 to a candidate, I pause and sometimes stop in light of the knowledge that my small contribution borders on absurdity. Free speech is supposed to be the issue in contributing money to a campaign. I can give the money to a candidate that I support, and he or she can use it to better present themselves to the voters. When I throw out a hundred dollars, and someone else can throw down multiple millions of dollars, my voice is definitely drowned out. We call it spitting into the wind when I was a kid. Of course, I know, when many people contribute along with millions of others, it counts up, and of course it does. However, the opposition also contribute, along with others. Their sum total creates a voice with the power of a whirlwind. It is reasoning like this that makes my friends' efforts so impressive. They do not give up. They do not go fishing or take a hike. They continue their efforts to become well-informed. They continue the efforts to sway political elections and decisions. It is this attitude that impresses me. It is this hope that life will get better. This is Retirement Time. 
If you have questions, comments, or stories to share, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.